Here's the bottom line. <laughs> this is a strong cast. It gets strong and stronger and stronger. What does strong cast mean? We invite a cast of characters that I have a lot of respect for, represent character, integrity, and also human feelings. We invite them on to talk about the issues of the day, sort of in a podcast, where we cast these issues in a different light and make them relatable to you. And so we're going to do something very different today. Let me uh, introduce my all-star panel. Of course, my favorite, uh, <laughs> HHS Howard Stern Holdings senior correspondent, Devin Smith, and also Rob Bluey, um, the editor-in-chief of the Daily Signal over at the Heritage Foundation, and Blake Allison with my feeler. What do you, let me ask you, what yes. do you spend most of your time thinking about throughout the day? <laughs> what is it that occupies your mind and your space more than anything else? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously politics and policy because of the nature of my job. So, I mean, every day I feel we live, we are so blessed, Armstrong, that we live in a, in a place in a time when uh, the issues are, Just are such, tell so me vibrant. What do you think about during the day? What Trump's next tweet's gonna be? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's part of it because I think he dictates so much of what the news cycle is. And the editor of. How, as many, the, how many hours are you awake during the day? I don't know. I wake up at 5.30 and go to you bed. Probably, you would probably wait, let's say, 12 hours, 14 hours? So yeah. those 14 hours, how much of those 14 hours you spend thinking about Trump? Well, when I'm at, when I'm at work, de definitely more. I said during the day. I didn't the, okay. the so time first, of day. First, first and foremost, my family. Okay. My wife and two boys. Um, and what know, do you think about? What is it that you think about? Um, you know, how, how, <laughs> how I'm doing as a husband and father. Um, what it is that... So why do you continue to have that conversation with yourself? to challenge yourself as a father, as a husband, how well you're doing. Now, that's unusual. Yeah. Yeah, why? Well, I, I mean, I, I just see that as like my first and foremost responsibility in this world. Um, you know, to be a positive role model for them, make sure I'm making the right choices. I mean, you talked about character and integrity at the top of the show. I mean, that's really important. So you really feel it's important that you can be better every day as a husband and a father? Absolutely. What, what do you think most people, everyday people, spend most of that time thinking about and doing during the day? Because it's important how you spend your time. Because how you spend your time in the end is what you have to show for that time. Well, I th that's a very broad question. And it depends on the situation that you're in. I live a very comfortable life. I don't think about my next meal. I don't think about. But I asked you a different question. No, you, you asked I, me what I think most no, people think yeah, about. Okay, and right. I said, I think it really, it, there's not a blanket sentence or thing I could say that everyone is thinking about all the time. Let me challenge it depends. you. I am, um, over the last week, have been randomly running into people. And I've been asking this question. That's why I decided to have this conversation. Uh -huh. They think about gossiping. They think about what's going on TV, what's going on in the reality shows. I'll, I can push back on that right away. What kind of people are you talking to? Everyday people. People that are in your industry? I just talk to everyday people. Uh, I, 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 you're I not really, out, you're avoiding my I question. get outside of my, of course it was outside of my industry. I was talking to random people that I don't know. I think if you went and walked around the streets of New York and you asked them this question, you would not get, I'm worried about reality TV. What, what do you I think, think about what do you think TV? that people think about during the day that make their lives better and become the people and find the success that they want in all areas of their life? Do you're, they really focus on that? I think it depends on each individual person and what their goals in their life are. For me, like yesterday, I thought about a case that I had that was really challenging and a, an animal that I was worried about. Did I continue to see 20 other patients? Yeah, but I only thought about one throughout the day. And today, I, it's that, I'll call that, I'll, I will follow up about that animal later today. Tomorrow, will I think about it? Probably not, because tomorrow will be three days after, and it's not at the forefront of my brain. How, how do you use time, the best use of time for yourself? 
So let me build on this, though. I, from my <laughs> perspective with what I do with work, which is personal financial health and wellness, I think that what we have found in the work that we do is people, even when they're at work, they're worried about money. When people want to be the best husband and father, they're, they're worried about are they able to provide for the family. You mentioned not having to worry about, you're not thinking about putting food on the yeah. table, but most people do worry about those things. And so from, I think a lot of people worry about being able to make ends meet, and that affects all aspects of their lives. Yeah. Continue. So, well, I mean. Is it, is it all about money? Is it about making, um, getting, um, conquering the demons that keep them away from their goals? You know, he talks about in a positive way of being a better husband and being a better father. You think people want to do spend time working on themselves? They're, they're worried about character? it. I think it's hard to work on yourself, even if you want to, if you're worried about Correct. making ends meet. If you're worried really? about, yeah, how of can, course. if you're so yeah. stressed about, am I going to be able to put food on the table for my I love this. It's so foreign to him. <laughs> that how can you worry about making yourself a better person when you're worried about you're paying worried your about, bills and yeah. feeding your kids and having job security? Your your perspective, Armstrong. I'm going to shed some light on this, but your perspective is different <laughs> than most people. So you only work on yourself when things are going well and everything. Not is when no, things no, they, are going this, well. This is what you're implying. No, no, no. no. That's not people what don't have time to worry about the. Uh, a lot of people are worried about going from their not their first job, but going from their first job to their second job before they get home. People people spend a lot of mental energy and emotional energy worrying about just keeping their head above water. Yeah. Listen, my life only gets better no matter what my issues are. It's when I work on myself. Sure, I understand. You have time. And, no, and what? That's all you have is time. But when people are, when people are, are making an hourly wage, and they're what does going, this have to do with money? Come it, on, Rob, help him out. Mm. <laughs> help, well, help I, him no, out. I understand what he's saying, but I think that this. Come I'm strong. It, it, mm. You and I work in the media world, yeah. and I think that we kind of live in a different reality than most people. Yeah, who are, absolutely. We're, we're, we're concerned. <laughs> Look, so and this is why I think there's a disconnect between what you're seeing. I mean, you have. This week, we spent um, uh, how many hours talking about Russia and Putin? And this, to the average man or woman who's, who's trying to make ends meet, that's not a, that's not a top but concern. But you're, you're to losing them. the important point that Blake and Devin are making, which I think is very critical, is that it's very difficult to work on yourself and your character when you're struggling, trying to figure out where the next meal is coming from, how you're going to make ends meet. I, I just find that hard to reconcile. Well, I, I do. I do think that there are a lot of people in that position, though. I do. Ag I do agree with him in that regard. I. St I still think that yes, you should strive yeah. to to provide a better life for yourself and for your sure. family and others. Even even if you are having to work two or three jobs. I mean, I, I think that that's that's the nature of the American spirit, and that's the great thing about our country is we do want a better life. For it's it's not to say that people don't want to do that. It's just do they have time, the bandwidth, the mental energy, the emotional energy to worry about things other than necessities. Mm -hmm. But it's their, sometimes it's their character, it's their behavior and their mindset that ultimately keep them from their goals. Let, let me give you a, let me give a, a statistic. Um, so there, there's several studies out there that suggest that people spend about 20 hours a month at work dealing with personal financial stress and, uh, and personal financial issues. So if you think about 20 hours out of a month, people working for you are worried about their money. And, and all these things that we're talking about. So they're not as productive in the workplace 
and, and so they're not performing at their best at, at, what, at their job. What you neglect to see is that I don't care who you are, we all have challenges and something to work on, something that keeps us um, grounded, things that we worry about, uh, things that we have no control and over. Thing but it doesn't make an excuse. You're missing me. the point, yeah. I think. I think the point is we all have we should all strive and you have more time to strive or think about striving because you're not worried about other things. Not that those people don't want to. But there are things that we have to worry about. Everyone yeah, has yes, problems. Everyone has problems. Challenges. Challenges, problems. It's, it's, however it's you how you see them. However you want to describe it. But for some people, putting food on the table and paying their electricity bill is more important than reflecting on how they can be better from within. Don't struggle help you look at yourself and reflect. Isn't that what struggle does? Certainly. So, yes. But yeah. no one's negating that. I want to come. So, I'm leading somewhere. So, one of the things that people read over the last week that I got more commentary about just on the street, because a lot of times I just like to walk the streets and talk to people, and it's just what really bothered them. It's going to surprise you. Is this statistic that came out is that the gap between the haves and the have nots is widening. Mm -hmm. The rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poor. And their comment is, why can't my life, I'm not trying to be rich, but why can't I exponentially see that in my life, that my life is getting better financially? What is it that they're doing? Is they're doing something that I'm not doing? What is it, what, what separates us? What is the difference? And, and, I, and I said to them, I tried to say, it's certainly not the money. That's not what it is. I think it's priority. Okay. And what I, this is a very specific example. I, you know that I'm a veterinarian, and I've worked in clinics, and people will come in with animals they cannot afford and refuse legally required things, and then go downstairs and buy their dog a tutu. And it's infuriating, and I think certainly there are p things we could do as a country to make more people more profitable, but I think a lot of it is people do not prioritize appropriately. Buying the tutu is better f for me somehow than treating my pet's ear infection or vaccinating them so that they comply with a law. I mean, that's, those are the decisions that people make that are probably some of the same people that are like, well, why don't I have this fabulous lifestyle? Like the doctor that's treating my pet. Well, I made choices with my life. I went to high school. I went to college. I went to graduate school. I, you know, I, I, I made choices so that I could have a better life. And yes, my path there was easier than some people's, but most people in veterinary school, probably zero of them had the fortune that I had when they started school. They're in two or $300,000 of debt, but they're living very comfortable lives because they made good life choices. They weren't buying the tutu instead of seeking medical care for, for the, their, their pet or whatever the case may be. So. Now, now we're getting somewhere. Choices. Yes. Yes. No, and people don't want to admit it sometimes because it's, it's hard to look at some of the choices. Like she said, the tutu. I mean, I know. And I, that is a real life example. I am not. Which is scary. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. But there are bigger choices than that. Like, for instance, yes. let's, let's, take, let's take marriage. Okay. Sure. I mean, we have st statistics, hard research that shows that if a mother and a father stay together, then you're better. You're going to be better off financially. You're not going to fall into the poverty and the trap that so many. And then there are government policies that tie back to this. I mean, you know, this is something that that our president, Kay Coles James, cares passionately about. She 
She led the efforts in Virginia to try to make some of these changes and lift people out of out of poverty and help them uh, have a better life. What is the uh, very regularly referenced study that if you do three things and it's graduate from high school, get don't a job, a baby before you marry. and don't have a child a until you're married, kid. so yeah, get yeah, you have like a less than one percent chance, whatever, chance of being in poverty. Being in poverty. So I think it's. It's when you're down in the, the dumps or whatever, it's really easy to blame everyone else instead of looking inside. It's easier to say, well, you know, I was lucky with the, the, the hands that I was dealt and you were lucky, or instead of saying, well, wow, I should make better <laughs> life. You know what's consistent among, among all these? We all is have family structure. Let me tell you yeah. something. We all have a little luck. But we let me do. tell you something. We work hard. Well, okay? yeah. I don't think people understand how hard we have to work from sunup to sundown. Who, who's we? People who want more, who want better lives. They Work think that hard. we're sitting, uh, yes. you know. It's no luxury. Don't go to the spa. You <laughs> rather get a chance to enjoy what you work for because you work so hard. I mean, it is Saturday at 9 a.m. or 9.30 in the morning, and you're working. I was at right? the hospital until 8 o'clock last night. Right, right. So the point, I think Devin makes a very good point here. Whenever I have challenges, whenever I have lawsuits, when people sue me, <laughs> Okay, which happens often. I don't go looking at the person that accuser. I don't go looking for excuses so that I don't take a look at myself. Having to take a hard look at myself and the choices and the decisions I've made and realizing, you know what, I can do better. It's a tough thing to do. So how did you develop that character? How did you, you, you did not come upon those qualities and characteristics and that character on your own. There had to be influences in your no, life that helped. it's common sense. This is what it is. We think it's rocket scientists. You have to grow in a certain family. You got to do it. No, it's not rocket scientists. When you keep doing the same thing over and over again and you're getting the same results, you need to change. So, are you, so you're saying that, that people, everyone who, who uh, is striving for more, but <clears throat> they're, they're not able to make it, they're, they're struggling, they don't have common sense. They don't always exercise common sense. You can do it. They have it, they're not using they're it. They're not using it. But it has to be consistent, it has to be structured. And it's, it has to be like almost ritualistic. Some people, I, I was talking to someone who was in all this financial debt, they were struggling, and then they called me about six months later and asked me to come outside, and they were in a new Mercedes Benz. I said, my God, you turned your life around. They said, nothing has changed, but I needed to make myself feel better. I needed to make myself feel as though I was successful, so I went out, in other words, got in more debt. Mm. This is how people think. <laughs> yeah. And you've seen it. Of course. I mean, we're, we're concerned. Where's the common sense? So, so I think there are people like that that don't exercise common sense. But I think there are a lot of people who um, are in situations that they are working to get out of, but it takes time. You know, if, if things are set in motion earlier in life where, for whatever reason, as a young child, you are not encouraged or, or forced to go to stay in school to get that high school degree, later in life you decide, you know what, I need to get that degree, that is not not exercising common sense, that is, I need to rectify a situation that was set in motion a long time ago. Very different situations than people that are, are being irresponsible versus people who are trying to make change. I, well, I want to go back to something that Blake mentioned when I was finished ranting about the tutu, uh, and that was the importance of family structure, mm -hmm. which I think is something, uh, the traditional family is something that is broken down almost entirely in this country. And Look, using myself as an example, I'm a 30, almost 30-year-old woman, and I am not married, and I do not have children. Which, I, and I made choices in my life, wanting to become a doctor, that certainly delayed that path. 
Uh, but I think, you know, if I had my perfect life, I would be married with at least one child at this point. But I think lo more largely, it, the idea of responsibility for any children that you have, the importance of creating a lifelong relationship with someone and the impact that that has on your children is vital. And let me just say, because I think so much in today's society we expect schools or the government or other people to fill this role where they're teaching common sense Armstrong and I think it's probably going to come from the mother or the father or the grandfather or the grandmother and they're the ones who are going to have the basic fundamentals that are going to explain to kids as they're growing up not to make choices like the the, the person that you talked about with the Mercedes-Benz because hopefully through those life lessons they will have more common sense and make better and more responsible decisions. You know it's interesting <clears throat> my mother who had a sixth grade education my father who had a seventh grade education. You know, I got all this education, all this knowledge from experience, and yet sometimes when I'm facing a challenge or a crisis, you know, I would just pick up the phone and they would say something so simple. Yeah. <laughs> so simple. Here I am and all of a sudden I'm, So think about true. everyone, think about all the families listen, that don't have that. Wisdom. Listen, they have it. Sometimes you don't always think that the person without the degree or the older person has any advice or wisdom to share with you. I always learn early on in my life, no matter what I'm going through, no matter how complicated and how educational it may be, my parents could decipher it quickly and give yeah. me the answer. But I think for. you missed Blake's point. Blake's point was some people don't have a parent to call. Not because they've passed away, but Mentors. they never had there that. People, there are people all around that wants to dispense wisdom. Well, you know, you, I, you, you, I do agree with you on that. I actually dated Sorry. a reality TV star, which was a huge mistake. And, <laughs> uh, but I remember he, he was going through some um, challenges. He lost his job because of the show. Anyway, and he was like, well, I need a mentor, and someone should just come find me because I'm so awesome. And people have that mentality to be menteed, you need to want it. You can't just assume you're this great person and you deserve someone to come in and nurture you, you have to and work guide for it. you. you it's a two-way it relationship. Is, is. And you, yeah, exactly, you have to build that and nurture that, whether it's a parent or your boss or someone that you work a with. A, a whatever the case may be, yeah, you can't just, people sit back and expect things to be handed to them. Uh, Carl is an example with his, well, someone should just find me to mentor me because I'm so great. It, no, that's, that's, that's a foolish thing to think, and you're not going to get anywhere with that attitude. And I think that level of expectation, and I deserve these things without putting anything back out, is a larger, can be applied to a large part of America. And, and, and the theme of this conversation today is that which people seek in order to make their lives better, richer, more complete, more peaceful. It's never really in the government. It's never really in anybody else. You've got to find it where you are in yourself because people keep uh, uh, delegating what they should be doing to somebody yeah. else. They're delegating their responsibilities it, to, I should you know, be successful because it's my right. No, it is, it is your right, but you've got to capture that. Yeah, you've got to. People have to look at themselves. I'm telling you, only when you look at yourself because an unexamined life, just like an unexamined political philosophy, is not worth following and leading. We all have to do, as a doctor, we must do self-examinations all the time. And people are refusing to do self-examinations of themselves, of their ideology, of their circle of influence, of their friends, of their family. And sometimes you have to cut off relationships, as tough as it may sound. Oh, absolutely. You've got to do self-reevaluation every day. 
And that's why you have these conversations within yourself when I ask you what you think about, <laughs> and you said being a better father, a better um, parent, a husband, it's important. Why? Because what you're saying, you're evaluating yourself every hour on how you can be better. Because when you are better, your son improves, the households improve, everything around you improves, and people just don't do that anymore. It applies in all aspects of life. Um, I, I think I mentioned one time to you a, a gentleman by the name of David Goggins. He, he was a former Navy SEAL who went on to become, he, he's known for his physical feats where he's an ultra marathon runner. He set the world record for a number of pull-ups. His story is amazing for self-motivation, uh, where he came from nothing. Um, he was down in the dumps. He, he was you know, working a, an hourly job. Um, I think in pest control or something like that. He was overweight, 300 pounds, 350 pounds. And he went on to set world records in physical conditioning and things like that. He has great podcasts. I would warn everyone that it is laden with a lot of four-letter words, but it is very mo it's very, very, very informative on what the human um, psyche and human motivation can accomplish. It's, it's a fantastic story. I'm only going to make one edit. No one comes from nothing. Everyone comes from something. That something may be a little less, but everyone comes from something that can grow and develop them. That's the only edit I would make. Sure. I know people like to say this and make that comment. It is never true and never will be true, okay? God created us and in all of us, we have gifts, we have talents, and you just gotta know what those gifts and those talents are and how to make, not only make them work for you, but make them work for the world around you. Yeah. Fair. So true. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I don't ever want to lose that. And listen, I, listen, I've done well in life. You've done well. We've done well in life. But I don't do well in life. It's not like I did well last year, and that last year is going to continue making me do well. I do well because I work on myself all the time. Yes. I sit and wrestle with angels. I wrestle with God. Yeah. I wrestle to be a better person. Yeah. And people need to be reminded you got to wrestle with God and your character and who you are every day. Because if not, what you did a year ago is irrelevant. You've got to continue to build. You've got to continue to grow. You must continue to evolve. What are you working on now, personally? Uh, well, you know, we had a, <laughs> a very tough um, uh, last couple of weeks. You know, Sinclair, um, um, the merger with Tribune, it's very devastated. I never talk about it. And, you know, a lot of people were devastated by that. I don't think people understand the implications from bankers to lawyers to people who are hired to people who put the deal together. And even the question whether or not the deal was long and protracted. I mean, everybody wants the best deal. And sometimes when you, we have these organizations who go out and lambast these mergers, have never developed anything in their life, have never built a newsroom, have never built a studio, has no idea what it means to run and operate television stations, to give them that kind of power, then you wrestle with yourself. You ask yourself, what is the civil lining in this? What is the good in this? And you, then you got to come to this conclusion. God is too wise to make what say, too just to do wrong. And this is what I've come to. Everything to us is not known. You know, it's easy for me to give credit to Devin because she did this for me. She does a great job. She does this. But there are things, there are thoughts that Devin has about me. There are things that Devin said about me I never know about. There, and so there are things out there that are growing as a result of this merger that everybody's not against us. And we've got to be patient. And our season will come. And we'll get through the fact that they challenged our character and the legitimacy of the mergers. And you've got to realize that this is just a lesson that we must learn and that there's good that it's unknown because we have the tendency to want to know everything and because we can't know everything that which i don't know will elevate us to where we need to go yes that's the that's why i can be at peace with it i have no angst no anger towards anyone you just let it go and you move on
Well, that's the thing I, I love about you. I mean, you always have that positive demeanor and optimistic attitude, and I think that there are some people who don't. They just, they just don't necessarily do that. So I think that if we can find insp inspiring examples like Armstrong Williams or, or others, then uh, you know, that's hopefully the role model and, and the inspiration that they need to set some goals for themselves and strive to overcome the obstacles that they may face on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, that's a big one that you just outlined. Oh, but I mean, people have oh, things every day. Oh, we have our, but listen, I mean, you see me going isolated, not wanting to come and do TV. Do I just die? Do I forget about all the things that God has given me over the last 50 years? And all of a sudden, I'm going to judge my life by this merger? I would be crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, God would slap me. And I would never awaken again. I would be foolish. <laughs> my life is not just about what happened over the last two weeks. Yeah. It's a body of work and progress. And we've got to always keep Absolutely. that in perspective. And people forget sometimes when they're suffering, when they're struggling, they forget about the good times and the blessings that they have. This they too become shall dark. pass. This too shall pass. This too shall and pass. And that's what I texted my father when all this happened. I said, this too shall pass, Dad. You always tell that to me when I'm crying over a boy. Yeah, and it does pass. <laughs> and yeah. we get through it. We get through, you know, this has been a wonderful discussion today, I must tell you, because you asked me a very important question, which I spoke about. Yes, we all have challenges. It's how you carry your burdens. Your burdens don't carry you. You carry the burden. Because if your burden is carrying you, you're in trouble. Carry that burden and then bury it. But anyhow, we want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, listen, before we do this, Rob, tell us a little more about yourself. Sure. Um, well, so I, as you mentioned at the top, I am the editor-in-chief of The Daily Signal. I lead the communications team at the Heritage Foundation. Um, and, you know, it is a, a true honor to work with a good friend of yours, Kay Coles-James, who was our president, became our president in January. And we're doing some fabulous things there. And uh, it's just an exciting time. We have a great team at Heritage. You know, I know Devin's, I'm so proud of Devin because, you know, Devin does broadcasting, Devin does writing, but Devin has returned to her true love. She's back in, uh, as a veterinarian in the operating room one or two days a week, and it's just good to know that she made that investment uh, financially in terms of time and discipline and that she will never leave that blessing that she has to share her gifts with families who want the best for their pets. Not always just the tutu, hopefully. <laughs> no, it has. It's been, I've been back in the hospital, I think, four times, and I'm working three days next week, and it is fun. I, it's, but, it, you know, the one thing I learned very quickly was it's amazing how much of the, not the skill, I mean, the skill is there, but how rusty it is. <laughs> that, it was almost scary. Like, I can't remember a drug dose or what to do with this finding and just having to brush up on everything. Not quite got, like riding a bike? Uh, a little <laughs> more slow. A little more yeah. slow than it is, I think, getting on a bike. But it, it'll all come back. But you also say something deep here. It's just like fine-tuning your character and working on yourself. If you don't work on yourself, it gets rusty. It's the you same. Lose. It's the same. Yeah. It's, so, it's, that's the point you make. It's applicable to, I Everything. think, anything. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Blake? So my business is uh, LifeSense. Uh, so we're, we help people improve their personal financial health and well-being. Um, and it's probably one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done, uh, seeing that what we do, um, helping people improve their lives, become more financially secure, more confident, make better decisions, uh, not going out and getting the Mercedes just so they feel better. So much of money is behavior. It's you know, the, the, the human psychology, the human behavior drives our decisions with money uh, more so than anything. Um, you know, economics is, the, is the, the discipline that people make rational decisions. The reality is people don't make rational decisions, and so there's a relatively new um, field of study, uh, financial economics, or behavioral economics, I should say, where you know, our decisions are really based on our emotions and, and the, human, the humanness of us. Um, 
So it, it's, it's just great, you know, and, and uh, I, I think the other thing that I, I love doing now is, as we're growing our team is actually developing other people around me and, and um, you know, part of um, you know, my success is seeing people around me be successful. So I love the mentorship. Listen, this is by far my favorite podcast because it all gives people a little something. No matter how dark their life may seem, there's always a little light. And guess what? That light is always within you. You just got to let it shine. And all these lights are shining brightly so you can shine brighter. Thank you so much for joining us for this edition of the podcast, Strongcast. I'm Armstrong Williams.